uh, thanks for tuning in. Okay, so do we are do we still interview? Are we still doing names? I don't remember. My name's Jaden. I'm Jason. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> That's fine. We're never well, gonna get this right. No, well, because we still don't have an intro yet. We're working on an intro. It'll be here. I think we're working on an intro. We're working on a name. One thing we did get done. Did though, we get a name? No, not yet. Okay. We, didn't, we didn't talk about this. But one okay. thing we did do. Okay. Not only do we have one camera, two cameras. We have three cameras now. I feel like you literally did that just so you could do that. Edit it? Yes. Yes. You won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, all right. So so here's here's the thing. Uh, again, we're, we're thinking about this year becoming an, and it's, uh, we're starting a new series, which I'd encourage you to watch online if you, if you want to watch it. But yeah. it's called Holy Holy. Uh, W-H-O-L-L-Y-H-O-L-Y, holy, holy, the idea of a holistic discipleship that God cares about all of who we are. I want to actually talk about an ancient philosophy and religion that made its way, that became very, it actually wasn't around when this was written, when the, uh, particularly when Paul was writing, but the beginnings of it were. Okay. And by about the second century, it had fully, and it became a really big part of the Christian community, and there were a lot of heresies around it, letting, leading to a lot of uh, issues in the church. Okay. And so we see the birth of it um, starting to be talked about. And it comes with, and we see this all the time in our culture today, and, and in fact, uh, have you ever had this conversation where uh, you'll ask somebody music that they like, and if they're not a Christian, okay, uh, this is usually what I get. And it's usually if you like a band that's, Truly, like, really not Christian. And they'll uh, say... Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, okay. So, like, a lot of Christians, especially if you were raised in the 90s or early 2000s, if you don't... If, you're, if your favorite band isn't uh, a, a Christian band, you're going to say, I know this I know this is a secular band. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, have you ever heard the word, that word yeah, secular? For sure. This actually is a hint. It's kind of a, a way that this philosophy that started around the first century church and became really big in the second century has actually made its way all the way today. It's this idea of sacred versus secular. Okay. Yep. And, and as, okay, now let's think about this for a second. In Gnosticism is the name of it. And, and I don't want to get into a full teaching on Gnosticism, but here's kind of the, the, the nuts and bolts of what Gnosticism was. And it started, and we see this in Colossians and I'll talk about it today. Uh, What happens in our discipleship, what happens in the way we approach faith is we tend to compartmentalize or make piles. Good pile, bad pile. Okay. An example of Gnosticism, and Gnosticism taught that the spirit world, what is spiritual is good, and what is flesh, what's your body, is inherently bad. Okay. And so they also believed the word uh, Gnostic comes from the word gnosis, which is where we get a word knowledge. Mm. Okay. Uh, they believed that there was a secret knowledge, a mystery that if you knew this secret knowledge that you would have, you'd be in greater touch with God, uh, that you would, I mean, essentially it was all about the spiritual realm. Okay. Now at its worst, what Gnosticism did is it led to this dichotomy, a false dichotomy that there are spiritual things and unspiritual things. Mm. And so let's music as the example. Well, I, I don't, I like secular music versus Christian music. Sure. Well, the assumption there is that because it's Christian, it must be good. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. And yet not all Christian music is good. Sure. And that all secular music, therefore, must be bad. Okay. Well, let's move that into other areas. Um, 
Let's think about jobs. I hear this all the time where they think because I'm a pastor, uh, my job's not as important as yours, Jason. I mean, you're saving souls. Mm. As if the ultimate goal in life is to save souls, as if the, that's the only thing the gospel does is about getting people to heaven. Sure. And and I'll hear this regularly where people will say, well, Jason, you know, I, I'm just a teacher. Oh. It's not like I'm a pastor. Or I have a friend who's a nurse who's a cardiac, uh, uh, cardiothoracic nurse, okay? Mm-hmm. Literally has had his hands inside people's chests. Like, that's insane. Literally saving people's lives. Yeah. And he would regularly say to me, I mean, what I do isn't really that important. So where does this come from? It comes from this idea that there are spiritual things and unspiritual things. So when I ask you, and and we did this, I mean, we're we're talking about this on Sunday, but when I were to ask, if I were to ask you, uh, what do you consider spiritual? What comes to mind? Oh. Not given the information because you know it's a trick question. Yeah, let me me go back here. Well, uh, initially I would think it would be... um, Things that were like tied to maybe like a spiritual discipline. Okay, like what? Uh, like praying. Yep, prayer, spiritual. Sure. Okay. Uh, being, uh, maybe listening to worship music. Spiritual. Um, uh, maybe even some capacities serving. I can see that as spiritual. In the church. In the church. If you're serving in the, in the church, church that's yeah, spiritual. In but the church there spiritual. are elevated spiritual gifts in the church. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, who's more spiritual? The person who's preaching or the person who's serving in kids' ministry? Who's more spiritual? If I were to answer this incorrectly with a pre-supposition, uh, I would say the person who's preaching. Yep. And we do that because that's the highest elevated one. Or how about the person serving coffee, which is right. more spiritual, right? Uh, we can get into things like fasting, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yep. Meditation, spiritual. spiritual. But now what you've done is you've created... And even spiritually considered in the secular realm as well. Yes. And, and, and in fact, this is where Gnosticism has made, has made our way into our culture today. Yeah. If you go to the spirituality section of the bookstore, what do they talk about? Yeah, a lot of it's meditation stuff. Meditation, like right? And so we've seen Gnosticism work its way. And when it makes its way into the church, there are two things that happen. First is, is that you diminish yeah. that God demand or God sees everything in your life as having spiritual significance. Mm. So let me give you an example, okay? Um, if you're, your wife's a teacher. Mm-hmm. She is literally caring for children's minds, their bodies, and their souls. Some of them come from really bad homes, maybe not great homes, right? Yeah. And she's loving these kids and teaching them. Do you think that somehow that God looks at that and goes, no, that's not spiritual? I, I don't feel that way at all. No, right? You look at that and go, well, that's an incredible thing. But yeah. what happens when we, we begin to compartmentalize, we go, well, it's not in a church. Yeah. She's not teaching the gospel, so it's not a spiritual thing. Yeah. And now uh, see how this begins to twist things. So, uh, and and all I'm gonna, this might even, uh, if we're not careful, could lead to misunderstanding. But when I got ordained, mm-hmm. we'll ordain a pastor into ministry. Sure. And we'll do a ceremony and we'll put a stole. I got a stole put on me, right? And we have all these things, and it's this very special day. And I do believe ordination is special. Yeah. But what is the subtle message of ordination compared to any other job? I don't know that you just became closer to God or more spiritual or, or more enlightened in some sense. Or I did a spiritual thing. Yeah. And therefore, God cares more about this than he does that. Oh, sure. And yet when we read, particularly the New Testament, but throughout the Bible, what we get is this idea is that, no, God cares about it all. Yeah. And and let's think about this. Now, there are some things that are are 
good spiritual and some things that are bad spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, health. If you're not taking care of your body, that is a spiritual issue. God cares about your body. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and next week we're going to talk about the soul Yeah. and how the body and soul intermingle. A little more connected than we would believe. Way more connected yeah. than we believe in why this conversation matters in our culture. But he, here's why this is so important is if we're not careful, what we create is a gospel, a view of Christianity that the only thing that God cares about is are you praying, are you reading your Bible, are you meditating, are you fasting, and he doesn't care, or going to church and he doesn't care about anything else in your life. Oh. And at its worst, and this was Gnosticism at its worst, is there was this idea that because the flesh is bad, you can do whatever you want with your body. It doesn't really matter because it's bad anyways. Yeah, well, and that's a dangerous thought. If if the only thing that matters is that you're praying and doing these uh, considered spiritual things, well, then it doesn't matter when you're doing these horrible things because, well, you're doing the right stuff anyway. Yeah, and, and in fact, I can tell you I've had conversations with people who I know say they love Jesus. And I'm not going to say if they are, are not a Christian. That's are, are, are not a Christian. Not my job. But in the same breath, if somebody says, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I also go out and I get drunk every Friday night. Sure. I'm a Christian, but I uh, sleep around. I'm a Christian, but I'm a rageaholic. Mm. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm a Christian, but I'm super arrogant and prideful. Now, I don't think what you're saying is like, obviously we struggle. Christians aren't exactly struggle. But what you're saying is, is there's a dangerous... um, mingling of because I'm a Christian, I'm, I am exempt from from uh, at least examining those behaviors. Yes. And, and okay, now we're getting to the heart of this. And we talked about this. And I may have said it last week. When we remove that, the reason Jesus came, Jesus saves us, right? Mm-hmm. But that salvation now means that he also expects us to become people who are saved. Yeah. I don't become something to be saved. Mm-mm. I become something because I am saved. Yeah. And when we remove... You should say that again. When I don't remember exactly what I said. So. <laughs> you, you don't become something to be That's saved. Right, yeah. We don't become something to be... We don't become something to be saved. We're saved so to, we can become something, right? Yeah. And when we understand that, now all of a sudden, and it's not meant to be a shameful thing, but... Okay, so think of it this way. What if I were to tell you, uh, I'm never going to sin again? What would you say to me? I'd laugh at your face. Why? You're going to... Uh, we are going to. And you'd also think that's kind of an arrogant statement to say. Sure. Hey, by the way, I'm done with sin. Yeah, I'm done with sin. I, like, I've reached nirvana. I've reached nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer going to sin, right? Yeah. You would look at me and go like, yeah, good luck with that. But or, what if I really believed it? What if I believed I was above sin? I, now I think you're you're almost going to set yourself up for more of it. And arrogance. Now I've entered into arrogance. Which I've, is a sin. That's, which is a sin. Okay, but now what if I were to say this? I don't care if I sin. I think that's even, that's dangerous too. So which is it then? I think you have to, you have to walk understanding that you are going to mess up, but that, that doesn't disqualify you from becoming better. Ah, okay. So, and, and this is the, this is why this conversation matters. The goal of the Christian is not that you are ever going to reach perfection this Mm -hmm. side of eternity. Mm Mm-hmm. How we know that Jesus has captured your heart is that you care about it. Yeah. And and now all of a sudden, I should care about my body because God cares about my body, which means he cares about my sexuality. Yeah. Um, you know, I should care about my mind because God cares about my mind. Mm-hmm. And what goes into it. That's right. 
Uh, I should care about my relationships. Does God care about my relationships? Yeah. Yeah. And, and if I hold to this weird Gnostic view that only spiritual things matter, well, now all of a sudden I can go, well, it's not that big of a deal that I'm, uh, that I'm, uh, my marriage is falling apart because, mm-hmm. hey, I pray a lot. Am I saying that I'm not a Christian? No, all Christians, we're all broken people. We've all got stuff we're dealing with, right? The goal is not perfection. But this is why I love that illustration. If I were to say, well, I'm never going to sin again, you're like, okay, whatever. But equally, what if I were to say, I don't care if I sin? It doesn't matter if I sin. Because as long as I'm praying, as long as my spirit, and think about how many Christians, they'll judge their relationship with Jesus based on their prayer life, but don't may not give a second thought about their exterior or the interior of their life. Sure. And, and so let's check out, this is, this is from uh, Colossians. This is actually the church in Colossae, which is Paul's writing to. They were starting, it was called dualism, and okay. they were starting to see the beginning of Gnosticism happening, and it was leading to this very hollow philosophy and a very weak gospel. Um, all right, uh, chapter 2, Colossians. I Oh, here we go. I'm going to start off with chapter 2, verse 1. For I want you to know how greatly I'm struggling for you, for those hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love, so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. The Gnostic religions talk about this mystery. Okay. Okay, so this is that special knowledge. And sure. he's saying the special knowledge is Jesus. Okay. Anybody tells you there's, they've got another special knowledge. So when Oprah Winfrey, she po- they made popular the book The Secret. Yeah. That's, that's, there's a mystery. If you can sure. tune into The Secret, it's right? It's an advertising ploy too. The Secret to Great Dermatological yes. Health. Right? Okay, and here, Christ is the mystery. He just, he just said all these mystery religions, all these things that are telling you there's some mystery to d- discover spirituality with Christ. Christ is the mystery. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Mm. So this is, we're beginning to see it. Now listen to this next part. I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable. Mm. For I may be absent in my body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are in the strength of your faith in Christ. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him, being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude. Now listen to this next verse. Ready? This is verse 6, 8. Sorry, my, my eyes are bad. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition, based on the elements of the world rather than Christ. For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. Now you're like, wait, what? why did he just say that word bodily in Christ? Because part of Gnosticism taught that Jesus never had an actual body. Really? Because the body's bad. Oh. It just appeared as a body. Okay? So he's, he's now saying the body of Christ. And you have been filled with filled by him who is the head over every ruler and authority. Okay, now let's just stop here for a second. Uh Paul is coming in and he's saying, there's all these philosophies that sound super spiritual. Sure. How many Christians are being lured in by spiritual sounding things that have nothing to do with the gospel? Yeah. And and one of those, and sadly, there are churches that will teach this. When churches teach you that the only thing that you need to worry about is getting saved and that that's all that God cares about, that he doesn't care about the rest of who you are, he doesn't care about how you live in this world, that's a half gospel. I don't know. I I just I there's so many Christians doing damage that way. Yeah, and because again what we made, we made the goal is get you to heaven, but we forget 
let's look at the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not just in heaven. When we make the goal is that, and it's the kingdom come here in heaven, well, how is God going to bring his kingdom into the world through his people? Mm -hmm. um, another way that this plays itself out is in how we care for creation. Now, you're too young to remember this, but actually, I don't even think you were born yet. Uh, but I remember before all the conversations about global warming and all this stuff started coming out, there were conservative Christians who basically were like, listen, it doesn't matter what we do with the earth. We don't have to be good stewards of stuff. We don't need to recycle. We don't need to worry about these things because guess what? It's all going to burn anyways. Huh. And at the end of the day, and there's an old hymn, I'll Fly Away. The idea was that one day, all this doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter how we treat creation. It doesn't matter how we treat our bodies because guess what? We're going to have a resurrected body. This is an empty philosophy, according to Paul, because God actually does care about how you treat your body here and now. He does care about how, how you treat creation. And, and now, all of a sudden, if when this happens, think about how this implies to justice. Why so many Christians, and here's an example of what we saw in um, churches that mm. sadly were, I think, actually, I praise God that this is happening now. But there have been some pastors over the last 10, 15, 20 years who we found out had a big ministries. We're doing a lot of things for the kingdom, but we're horrible people. Mm. Yeah, when I hear that, I just think that, in, I'm going to say something super mean, but that comes off as so arrogant to me. Well, and, and so here's an example. Uh, and without going into names, so pastor in Chicago, one of the largest churches in America, okay? It was discovered that there was some pretty pretty unhealthy things going on. Sure. And when people brought this to the surface, the leaders of the church said, but don't you realize that if you bring this up, think about all the damage you'll do to the kingdom of God and all the good that he's doing. It doesn't matter if he's done if he's done this sin or that sin or that he's mistreated people or that he's abused people because look at all the good he's done. And this is this is actually one of the ways in which these false dichotomies where somehow as long as you're seeing people saved, it doesn't matter if you're treating people poorly. Mm. It doesn't matter if, uh, why did, why did the church cover up sexual sins for so long in the church? Why are we, because, well, think about the damage that does I mean he's winning souls. It, okay. So he was a, he was a, he was a pedophile and that, but you know what, but let's, let's remember, think of all the good that he did for the kingdom and God's, I think God's cleaning house now going, wait, 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 no. Praise God, God can work with sinful people. I'm a sinful person. I've got my own brokenness. But there are things that God cares about mm -hmm. and that you can't simply say, well, the spiritual is good and this is an unspiritual thing. So let's sacrifice this thing over here as long as this thing, the spiritual thing is happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I don't have too many other thoughts about that. They're just <laughs> gross. <laughs> and, and it is. It should be gross. Okay, now let's talk about how this encourages. Because, man, the goal of this podcast, the really what we're trying to do is to give you some coaching mm -hmm. throughout your day, throughout your week as you're listening to this. It's to encourage you to to step walk differently in your faith. Yeah. First off, if everything is spiritual, then it means that there are things in your life that you may not think are a big deal that are a really big deal to God. Sure. Including good things. We don't need to go to immediately to the bad thing. Um. When you love your children well, mm -hmm. that's a spiritual thing. Yeah. Uh, when you're kind to your neighbor, that's a spiritual thing. When you do the dishes, that's a spiritual thing. Uh, if you're a business leader, God actually does care about how you run your business, not just because you're a Christian, but because that's a spiritual thing. Yeah. 
And, and so as we look at this, here's the, the part that's so beautiful. When you begin to see things this way and you realize that, no, God cares about every aspect of it, when you really let that begin to shape you, now all of a sudden you'll look at your decisions through the lens of Christ. Mm. Yeah. And, and there are no inconsequential things. No, not everything is life or death. Don't think that. Right. But there are small things that you don't know. You don't realize how the Holy Spirit might be using or that God might be using to bring healing into a person's life. Yeah, right? and the seemingly small. Like at the beginning of our conversation, you were saying those people that almost disqualify themselves because they're not working in ministry. It's like, no, you, your life has a grand impact. Yes, and God, you have no idea the impact that your life has. And this also means, and, and this is the part that I'm not saying that being a pastor isn't a calling. No, I'm called to this. But yeah. some people are called to be teachers. Some exactly. people are called to be construction workers. Yeah. And let's not elevate working in the church as somehow better. It's just different. I think I heard it one time. It was, don't mix your vocation with your calling as a Christian. Your vocation might be you do masonry, but your calling is to go and make disciples and follow Jesus, right? Or, and know. this also means, and, and here's why I love this conversation from an art perspective. Um, art is like money. Okay. Art itself is neutral. And what I mean by it is it's what you do with art that becomes the problem. Okay. Right? And, and there is good, bad, there's good art, and then there's what I would consider evil art. Uh, there's an old saying that says, I, I may not be able to define pornography, but I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> right? Mm. I can't always define pornography. What's pornography? But I'll know it when I see it, right? Oh, sure. Okay. Bad art. Okay. But art itself, well, why do we all of a sudden call some art good, sacred, and some art not? Well, what if somebody's in the secular world, but what they're doing is pointing to God? Sure. That's sacred. Okay. It can be, it can still have holiness to it. Now, there are unholy things in the church as well. Mm -hmm. But it's not because art itself is the problem. It's what you do with the art. It's... It's what is the nature of the art that is the problem. The same is true with money. Money is neutral. Money is neither good nor bad. The love of money is bad. Mm -hmm. But think of all the good that can come around. So when somewhere along the way we started thinking that um, spirituality and poverty went hand in hand as if being poor made you more spiritual. That, that sure. happened in the church. That's what led to monks and monasteries. And, mm. and so now all of a sudden poverty is elevated because, you know, well, blessed are the poor in spirit. Sure. But what about the person who is making a lot, who has a lot of money and God has blessed them with resources, but they use them to fund the kingdom of God? Yeah. And they're generous. Is that, uh, that is a holy thing. Yeah. And so now when we see this, it, it can begin to challenge what it means we become. Because the challenge we're asking everybody to think through is, who do you want to become? Well, that implies every aspect of your life. Not just, well, I want to be someone who reads the Bible. Great, you can read the Bible. The Pharisees read the Bible, and yet they were so far away from God. Hmm. All right, so here's the challenge, and then uh, and then we'll, uh, I'm excited for next week because it's going to be fun talking about the body and soul. Uh, what is one thing that as you look at your life, is there an area in your body, mind, uh, um, uh, mental health, emotional health, relationships, finances, that kind of stuff. You know what I almost did? And it's because that's, that's a habit. I almost said spiritual. Oh. And in doing so, I did the very thing we just talked about where I, we call body, mind, soul, and spirit. The Bible classifies those, but it has a very different meaning than yeah. we mean by it. We yeah. mean spiritual as things that happen in church. You almost when, lumped them together there. Well, they should, but they should be. Technically, it's, let's say, the hand. The hand is spiritual. Sure. Now it's body. Yeah. 
mind, mental. Yeah. Oh, emotional. that's a cool illustration, though, because the hands what it's the hand, rooted to. That's right. Ah. Not spiritual, mental, yeah, emotional. No, they're all connected. All rooted. Is there an area in your life where maybe you're withholding from God? And maybe you've fallen into that trap of Gnosticism and, and not surrendering it either one because you are afraid of what God might call you to do with it. Sure. Or is there a part that maybe you don't realize the impact of how powerful that yeah. that part of your life, that gifting that God has given you, maybe in a skill or in an area of your life where God's like, no, I really want this because this is this matters to me. Yeah. Would it be fair to say even that if if nothing comes immediately to mind to pray on it and seek God on it. And this is why we actually have the four gifts. The whole reason why we have scripture, why we have the Holy Spirit, why we have community and why we have prayer is not because those things are the ultimate spiritual things, but they help us frame everything else spiritually. Yep. So now all of a sudden I, I read scripture and I say, okay, God, what does your word tell me I should do about my job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not tell me what the job I should do is, but maybe how I should handle my yeah. job or, Hey, my, my relationships are struggling or my mental health is struggling. How, Okay, Holy Spirit, does God meet? Those things are gifts to help us become who God wants us to be in those body, mm. spirit, or our body, uh, mind, mental, emotional. See, it's so easy to want to put no, spirit so as a separate easy. thing, isn't I'm, it? I, I can't, I can't fault you for it. It's, it's so, so easy because it just flows out, and yet that is not the heart of the gospel. The gospel is something that calls us to a holistic yeah. Also, that should encourage you guys. It's something that we're also working on. Oh, yeah. I've got <laughs> decades of, of separating those things, and yet that's not what yeah. it means. God wants all of it, yeah. and it all matters to God. Hey, thanks for watching. Okay, uh, if you found this helpful, do us a favor. Uh, like it, yep. subscribe it, share it. And really do comment, too. Oh, we yeah, we um, love the comments. I, I, I do read them. So far, I've, I haven't had much much to read. So please <laughs> talk, talk to us. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. Um, talk to each other. This isn't just uh, the Jason and Jaden podcast. Yeah. This is the community of communication. So, And we're hoping to have some other guests on and some other things. But yeah. we, if there are questions that you have, we want the feedback. That yes. would be very helpful. For sure. Hey, thanks for watching. Until next week. Until next week. Awesome.